You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined by Ovin Mihaly, the former Falcons All-Pro fullback. And let's start with defense because as we watch this team close out the regular season, how much credit do they deserve for how they played in the month of December and then kept it going, containing the Rams' high-powered offense on Saturday night? They deserve a lot of credit. Like I, I've been someone who's really excited about watching the Falcons turn into the Seahawks. Not just the Seahawks, but the championship version of the Seahawks. So we go on championships here. Knowing that Dan Quinn had a, uh, a significant defensive background, having our defense be the quote-unquote deficiency of our team was a good thing for us because he was going to get it right eventually. The way Deion Jones is playing, the way that True Fawn and you know, both our corners, all for that True Fawn are playing, is something that Falcons fans should look forward to because we just have, you know, you know the sky's the limit. Matt Ryan and didn't have MVP numbers this year, but he's still an MVP and can pull out that performance anytime we need to. So we're in a good spot. Ovi, no one knows, but you and I had an opportunity to spend some time together in Baltimore. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Mr. Stewart. It's uh, good, to, good to hear from you, man. Yeah, we had a good time working together. Had uh, yes, that chance uh, at the Super Bowl when uh, me and Rampage Jackson was doing a stand-out contest. I was hoping he was going to back me up if he tried to put me in a chokehold. <laughs> hey, man, some of those fights you have to be on your own. But let's just think about <laughs> this fight uh, that the Falcons are having, uh, I think, with being inconsistent. Uh, when you think of what they've been able to do, yes, they have moments in time when Vic Beasley were out. Uh, they would come in and, and try to find ways to get it done. True Font being out, they find ways to get it done. And But Matt Ryan, he's been a little inconsistent. Um, when you watch what they have to go up against going on the road in Philadelphia, uh, being that they're in their, their dome team, what do you think they're going to have to do in order to walk away with the victory coming out of Philadelphia? In order to get a win in Philadelphia, you're right. You know, they, they have been inconsistent. They haven't been as... Uh, uh, on point as they were last year, but it is a new coordinator, and it is uh, you know try to get in the, on the same page and get in that same flow. If you notice with Shanahan's first year, Matt Ryan was wildly inconsistent to the point where they wanted to run Shanahan out of town. But after a while, they got on the same page. I think the fact that you know inconsistency comes and goes, the way to kill all of that, and I'm a little biased because I'm a fullback slash running back, is to run the ball. You've got a beast in Freeman. You've got somebody in, in Coleman that can also, you know, go inside and outside. You have all types of ways to attack a defense on the ground. Why not use it? And once you soften them up, you know, as a quarterback, it makes it easier to get the play action throws in, gets it easier to pull, make, pull those linebackers up. So it, it's got a uh, complicated uh, um, formula to get us going right. Run the dark ball, run behind the fullback, you know, that's that. You'll have to, I think it helps, remind the fullback and uh, get those uh, big chunks of plays, chunks of yards. Let's focus more on the quarterback position. A year ago, Matt Ryan won the MVP award. This year, you know, he has been inconsistent. Where do you think he is at this stage of the season heading into the matchup on the road in Philadelphia this weekend? He's in a good spot. You know, Matt, uh, and those of us who've been in the huddle with Matt, I had a chance to play with the, uh, Matthew for five years. He's uh, competitive just suggestions like anybody else. And he knows that it's going to be uh, uh, the best quarterback that wins and nothing against Nick Foles, but Matt Ryan's the best quarterback. He doesn't play like that. So going back to the office corner um, comment, every game that goes by, 
he gets in better shape with the offense coordinator. He gets yeah. Sarkeesian or you know speaking the same language and able to uh, uh, understand what the other one is thinking and give me not that Matt doesn't have all the freedom in the world to make changes, but when Matt sees something and he'll go down to the sideline and have a conversation, you know, see it's just it's just that you know having that control. Trying to say, you know, I think I see this. Matt Ryan thinks he sees that. But let Matt do what he thinks is best because, you know, he is our MVP quarterback. So I think Matt is inconsistent like the whole team. But this game is going to come together because it has to. Obi, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, I'm looking over some stuff. Uh, ESPN staff writer Vaughn McClure mentioned that uh, Matt Ryan didn't practice, and it wasn't because of injuries, but more for personal reasons. Uh, give me your take on if you know anything about that and if there is something wrong where there's an issue as we move forward, how would Matt Schaub actually end up coming in uh, to actually fill in if needed, if something were to happen? Yeah, um, I do not know anything about that, but, you know, as you know, Cordell, it, it could be anything. The personal reason it could be absolutely anything. It could be anything. Uh, it could be something good, something bad, something in between. You never know. Uh, you know, in cat to the past, you need to take a personal day. I, I have no idea, but uh, Matt's going to be ready. Uh, I've seen him not practice all week and go through walkthroughs and, and throw up 300 yards before. You know, when you got targets like Julio and Sanu, uh, it, it doesn't matter too much uh, how much uh, prep you get. Because these guys at this point, they're in sync. Now with Shaw, uh, Shaw's a, he's a, he's an old horse. You know, but the quarterbacks who are long in the tooth can still be good. Not as uh, mobile as as you would like him to be, but with all the way offensive lines been playing, the way that you know Jake Matthews and especially Alex Mack and, and all those boys Schrader have been protecting Matt Ryan, I think they can protect uh, uh, Matt Schaub just as well. And if he has time, smart quarterbacks don't need a big arm. You can be able to pick apart the defenses, find the zones, be able to throw DBs off your eyes, all the things you used to do. So uh, I'm confident in Schaub or, or Matty Ice to get the job done. Obi Mahaley is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. How would you evaluate Steve Sarkeesian overall year one as the Falcons play caller? Do you think he found his rhythm as the season progressed? He has, but he had a, uh, a losing battle because how in the heck do you beat number one in almost every gosh darn category uh, and an MVP performance? Like there, there, there's no way to uh, do better than that. So whatever he did was going to be wrong or it was going to be less than uh, the number one. So Steve had to become his own person and find that healthy balance of trying to add on to what Matt was already doing but not change it too much to where he um, had to run a whole new system. And that's where ego comes in. It's all the NFL. It's the players and coaches. And so feeling like he's just taking somebody else's system and being handcuffed to it is something that not all coordinators can stomach. They sometimes want to put their own stamp on things and end up messing it up. But Steve was smart enough and, you know, and humble enough to say, I'm not changing what's worked for Matt Ryan. Let me just add to it in, in my own personal way, which didn't look pretty at first. But now that the season's, uh, you know, near, well, the season's over and into the playoffs, you're seeing him do more in that positive realm. Last year, we had an opportunity, probably in the latter part of last season, uh, you end up seeing this Falcons team somewhat but Dwight Freeney, obviously a part of it, he's not there now. But you saw this front four 
look as if they were running a 40-yard dash, dash, so to speak, kind of like having a track meet. I think they've kind of found that same recipe of playing ball again. This front four is really being able to collapse collapse the prop, the pocket and being a former quarterback, I hate when that happens because you have to step up and if you have someone mirroring you, it can be an issue. Is this the recipe and this is the time of the year and you think this team has really wanting to find a way to, to be hitting on all cylinders because that's what it looks like. They're running the football well. Defensively, they're playing great. Can they go back to the Super Bowl this year? Obi? You know, it's funny, and I, I'm obviously one of the biggest Falcons fans out there. Uh, I still live vicariously through uh, Julio and Matt and guys I played with. So I'm rooting for them, but I honestly did not think they would um, go far this year just because of the slow slump, just because just of the numbers. Very few teams can go back-to-back and, and do what uh, you know, a couple of uh, lucky teams have done. They had a long season. They had injuries. They had uh, some things that you know felt that may not uh, give them the, the, the best chance. But they surprised everybody. I didn't think they were going to be, uh, be, be as good or and, and uh, uh, do this well. But their defensive line has been saving something. Because Vic Beasley is not the sack master he was last year, but yet every game that they go deeper into the season. You see Adrian Claiborne causing the muck. You see uh, Grady Jarrett out there getting pushed from the middle, which, as you know, quarterbacks hate. And they're, they're starting to gel. Now, I won't go as far as they the, the New York Giants D-line that doesn't the Super Bowls, but they're starting to become a force, which is a good thing for us. Finally, what can you tell us about the great work your foundation is doing and your affiliation with the March of Dimes? What are the details? Yeah, you know, I always uh, stay busy. I've, I've been blessed with so much. I want to try to bless others. My, my whole well, career, I've been kind of focused on sustainability and the environment. And, you know, I always talk about wanting to give my kids the best. But I realize I can't really do that unless I focus on um, the environment and make sure they got something uh, to, to live for. So what we're doing is taking, a, you know, a, a page, you know, almost literally from – one of my favorite comic books and cartoons, Captain Planet Foundation, Captain Planet, and working with the Captain Planet Foundation, and we're creating the first ever sports and environmental superhero. He's called Gridiron Green. I went to uh, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, and, and we have an environmental superhero that's going to be debuting in February. So I'm excited about that. And with the March of Dimes, my wife and I, we had uh, our last two children uh, premature. Uh, one was born two months early, one was born two and a half months early. You know, itty bitty things, two pounds, uh, three pounds. Had to say in the NICU, I uh, go to the hospital for uh, two or three months. So now we work in March of Dimes to help, you know, mothers have healthy babies, and we are the host family. So my uh, uh, my kids who are now healthy, they're, they're healthy, beautiful children. My five-year-old girl and my three-year-old son are going to be models to try to uh, raise money and, and uh, you know, kind of help other people be able to, have a happy ending like we did. So I'll be hitting you up for money, Cordy. I know you got it. Hey, man. Reach out to me, bro. We're good. <laughs> I got you, man. We're good, man. We're good. I'll make that happen, Obi. Don't worry about it, because sometimes Cordell loses his wallet, but we'll take care of it. Uh, we, we appreciate <laughs> you joining us on the program today. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Team. 10-5 touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.